Welcome to Positivity Strategist, a podcast that injects a good deal of optimism and possibility into your life at home and at work. Conversations with thought leaders and everyday people shine the light on what works and amplifies those everyday micro moments of positivity, irrespective of what else is going on. You'll be energized by lots of practical tips, inspiring you to live a truly satisfying and meaningful life. Welcome to this episode 85 of Positivity Strategist, and I'm Robin Stratton Burkessel, your host. And thank you so much for listening in. I'm very excited because today I'm going to introduce you to a woman whose special talents and background enable her to be the project lead for a truly significant global undertaking. It's going to happen in Houston, Texas in June this year. And the project is a global appreciative increase summit of positive education. And the name of the person I'm excited to speak with is Molly McGuigan. So Molly, thank you. Hello. Thank you for joining me and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Robin. I'm I'm very pleased to be with you today and excited to talk with you a little more about the project that I'm involved with. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited to learn more from you, Molly, about this. Um, So where are you calling me or where are you speaking from today? I am located in Cleveland, Ohio in snowy Cleveland, Ohio. So just, just up the road from, uh, Case Western Reserve University, which is where, where I got my start with a lot of the work that I do in appreciative inquiry. Oh, absolutely. And that's where I got my start too. (laughs) (laughs) I love that campus. It's beautiful. Yeah. So Molly, I would hazard a guess and say that heading up this global project is such an honor and it's a huge job. Yes, absolutely. Those are those are good descriptors. Uh, it's it's a great honor. It's it's a culmination of of several years of conversation and of of foundation building uh, to to get to the point where we're actually launching this. And uh, it's it's ter- it's very exciting. It's also a huge undertaking. There's lots of lots of excitement, lots of momentum, but it takes a lot to get the right people uh, together to focus on this huge challenge of of accelerating positive education globally. Mm. So I'm very excited, but it's, uh, yeah, it's taking a lot of my time at the moment. Mm, yeah. So be- I really want to focus on on this initiative or this project that you're heading up. But before we dive a little deeper into this World Positive Education Accelerator, Accelerator uh, WPEA, as we call it, and its intentions and how it's taking shape and uh, you know, who the movers and shakers are and all the things that I want you to share with us. I'd love to start um, by you telling us a little bit about you and your background. And maybe there's something there, Molly, um, in your background that points to your special excitement that this project holds for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll share just a little bit about my journey, I guess, with uh, with appreciative inquiry, and then maybe tell tell you a little bit about some early early influence that I think is is uh, is kind of building momentum for me. And so, so my background really does sort of all all of my career has been focused on organization development in some capacity. I started with a focus on team development, uh, and then. Um, 
worked in executive education for a number of years at Case Western Reserve University. And it was there that I started my work and my journey with David Cooperider. And, and then in the, over the course of about the last nine years, I've been working on my own as a consultant, a facilitator, uh, in, in some capacities, a coach, and using appreciative inquiry as really sort of the, the, uh, the main mindset or, or approach to all the work that I do in, mm-hmm. in, in all these different capacities. So it's that strength-based approach to organization development that has really been sort of the anchor of, of my work. Mm-hmm. But as I was thinking about about my work, and especially in relation to uh, to this work of positive education, I was really sort of thinking about my, how I got to my journey here, and 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 how what what sort of seeded the the work that I'm doing now. And I thought back to my own experiences um, as a as a young person, really growing up in in a big family. I'm the youngest of seven children, hmm. and uh, all of my siblings are quite a bit older than me. And so I grew up as one of those youngest children who was just following after my siblings and wanting to do everything that they were doing and experiencing the things that they were experiencing. And, and I realized that the, the focus, uh, that their, their approach to bringing me along with them was always, you can do it, you know, you can do it. It was never, don't try this, or we don't want to have you along. It was always, you know, come along with us and, and you can try these things. I was thinking specifically about Ski, learning to ski at an early age with <laughs> my brothers and uh, my big brothers and them sort of, you know, bringing me along on, on hills that were probably a little bit too, too big for me at the time. But they always encouraged me and really sort of, you know, helped me to tap into my own strengths in that way. And, and I was also thinking about, you know, conversations that I had with them about, about uh, thinking about, you know, skiing in some of the the other places of the world, like out west and the image of sort of being, you know, on top of the world and how mm. much I really wanted to to get there and and had that image in my mind that 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 future that future vision in my mind of getting there. And so in my early twenties I was finally able to to do that. And I think a lot of that was, you know, through the encouragement of of some of those really core relationships that I had around me. So I think, you know, in some senses, I think about it, this is really the core of the work that some of us are, you know, that are those of us who are working with organizations in different capacities like this are doing for organizations or people working for organizations, helping them to tap into those strengths, helping them to Mm. sort of see those things that they can, you know, encourage them to to really experiment with those things. And then to build some sort of a, a vision and and be able to work towards something and and reap the benefits of that. So mm-hmm. um, so I think it's a really powerful thing to be able to do that, you know, for yourself and and for young people to have an experience to do that, but also for us who, you know, for those of us who are working with organizations to be able to do that at that level. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fabulous story. And it does point to when other people see strengths in you and encourage you to do it or give you the um, express some degree of, like you said, your brother saying, Hey, you can do this. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it really just shifts, you know, your whole sense of who you are and what you can do and builds your confidence. And that's what kind of really shining the light on other people's strengths is all about. So mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Tell me, um, Molly, did you ever have a teacher who, who, you know, who saw the best in you and brought the best out of you? I did. And that, I mean, I had two. And um, I, I put that down to, um, you know, how that helped me 
move in a direction yeah. and seek the highest aspirations and do the best I could. It was really actually through a teach or two teachers. Yeah. Yeah, I I absolutely did. Yeah, I can think of as you as you mentioned that I think about specific people that come to mind and um, people that sort of stuck with it with me and allowed me to come into my own mm-hmm. in terms of my own type of learning. In fact, one in particular is you know we, we're all as we talk about education, we're also talking about things that are sort of out outside of the traditional school setting. And when I think about that, I think about uh, my experience learning how to play the piano. And I learned from from an Ursuline nun, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, and for about 13 years, I went to a convent and went, you know, went into the convent and she taught me how to play the piano. And she realized very early on that my strength was to learn um, from 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 by ear as mm. opposed to by reading music. And so um, so she found this this unique ability in me and she structured things according to my own, you know, my own abilities and my own strengths and allowed me to really sort of come into my own with learning piano from that perspective. Mm, Yeah, that's wonderful that you've had that experience. And so, you know, with our focus on positive education here, we're wanting Mm -hmm. to bring this kind of experience to every child, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, exactly as I think about that story of me and my brothers or other teachers that fostered that. I mean, I had that unique, uh, that unique opportunity to have people that really found those, those ways to to build my strengths and to help me see, Mm. um, how I wanted to show up in the world, you know, and, and help me to, to, tap into that. And it's about those, those core relationships, building those really positive relationships that can help, you know, help, uh, really change the, the trajectory for, for children. And so we're really through this, this work of positive education, we're really, you know, hoping to expand that, but it's, it's, it's about that. And it's about even more than that. It's about really, um, you know, building on this, this premise of, you know, that, that, that academic achievement is is very important, but it's also these teaching these human skills like empathy and being open minded, open minded and and having hope that can change you know the whole experience of of a student, a young person for life, and mm. you know really change the way that they look at the world. Mm. Yeah, and there are many examples where this is working already in, well in the world. So, um, Molly, why don't we kind of now focus in on the um, the positive education mm-hmm. AI summit that's coming up and the, the conference, and um, perhaps you can say a little bit about um, you know how it came about and what it seeks to achieve. So, um, why don't we start with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mentioned my colleague, uh, David Cooperider, who is, you know, who's been at Case Western Reserve for many years and is now also associated with Champlain College, who's the co-host of of this event, the co-convener of this event. And uh, we're working through the Appreciative Inquiry Center at Champlain College. And so David, uh, in his work through, you know, in, in Appreciative Inquiry for for all these years, also has had the, the um has has teamed up with other famous scholars in in different parts of positive psychology, and one of those is Marty Seligman, who is you know of course the pot father of of positive psychology, and they were doing a series of of uh, speeches together. I think they did about eleven or twelve speeches throughout Australia several years ago, and they were talking about just how how 
you know, the, the time is such that it's really just re we're ready to bring positive education into sort of prime time that we want to, you know, that, that Marty really wanted to give it an opportunity to grow and to, to flourish and to, you know, really expand in other parts of the, of the world. And, and they were having a hard, a bit of a hard time doing that. You know, they have the, re they have the research and the rigor and the, um, a lot of examples about how it's happening, but wanted to bring it, uh, into fruition in a much more holistic way. And mm -hmm. so, uh, in talking to David Cooperider about the opportunity to, to leverage the appreciative inquiry summit methodology in doing that, we, they realized that it was just the perfect timing and the perfect combination of resources to allow that AI summit methodology to, you know, really turn what we're calling turning inspiration into action. Um, some of the early work of, of the, uh, the other partner that is involved with this, this whole process is the international positive education network. And, and so we refer to them as IPEN mm -hmm. and IPEN's work and has been to develop, you know, events, conferences and, and bring people and convene people around the, the work and the, the research and, um, you know, the, the methodologies that are being used right now in positive education. And the last time that they pulled a group of people together and had their conference, they got some feedback of the same nature that they really, people wanted to do something with it. Mm. So that is that is really sort of what's driving our our combined event. Mm. We've come together. These organizations have come together to develop uh, the the design and the platform for this this World Positive Education Accelerator. And it is meant to do just that to bring some of this these inspire these inspirations these these tools these examples these stories and elevate them to a point where people can do something with mm. them. They can go back and implement them. They can. Um, start to create even some real momentum at their schools. And, you know, ideally, we would love to see schools or educational institutions maybe even stand up as pilot as potential pilots and, um, you know, consider doing sort of a, a holistic move toward this type of work. Yeah. And isn't that wonderful? You know, um, the same things happened to me, Molly, when, you know, um, I've been approached by an organization because the participants have said, you know, we get inspired by these people on the stage or by the panels who talk about the stories in their context, but we want to know how we do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's often the invitation um, for somebody who has some insight or some awareness or some prior knowledge of appreciative inquiry or any of those other, you know, more participatory planning methodologies to let's do this differently. Let's not mm -hmm. just hear and be inspired by other people's stories, but we want to create our own stories and we have capacity to do that. So let's get together and actually, you know, make it happen together. So I mm -hmm. love, I love that this is what people have been asking for. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so there is, um, so it's not just talking heads, but it's let's roll our sleeves up and take some action following the AI methodology, right? That's right. Yeah. And so we're very focused right now on making sure that we do have good content to bring to the table so that we can give people, you know, something to think about, something to work with. But even more importantly, it's who we bring to the table. We want to make sure that we have the right mix of people. We we talk about the stakeholder mix. And, we, and in this case, we want to make sure that we have educators from all levels of education, from early education up through higher education. Great. And we want to make sure that we have, um, you know, researchers that are representing that be best research. We have 
we have people representing government so that we can think about policy changes in different parts of the world that will affect this type of work. And even, you know, and even bring into the room businesses and foundations that can either share uh, similar frameworks mm-hmm. or ideas for education within their organizations, but also think about funding capability for mm-hmm. supporting this kind of work. So our aim right now is to identify those different, you know, those different people across the, the world, different organizations. And also our focus is to try to reach you know, groups of people. We'd love to see a group of people from a region come together and come to it so that they can perhaps go back and mm. have a more significant effort in their in their particular region or mm. groups of, from particular schools coming to the table so that they can go back and figure out as a collective team how to how to bring this forth in their own school or educational institution. Mm-hmm. So they go away having put a lot of thought into it, a lot of um, been inspired by what's going on and gone through a process of doing some planning together and some dreaming together and some mm-hmm. perhaps some, some design work so that they can go out there and start to implement it. Um, so it's a great, like, you know, in a concentrated three-day effort, you can get a great kickstart to doing right. some implementation after an event, like that, that mm-hmm. you know, momentum that happens after the event, that's key, right? And I know you've written some papers around this. That seems to be a focus of your interest, how you, ma- how you maintain momentum after these collaboration summits. It is. Yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been involved with numerous appreciative inquiry summits over years, uh, either doing them myself or in collaboration with David Cooperider and other faculty at Case Western. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I've always walked away feeling that there's a need to just help to support that effort more and more. And, and I think the big challenge is that you, that, that, you know, that it's such a generative process. You don't know what you're going to get. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in some cases you can anticipate a lot of it. You can really, we are already doing some work anticipating Mm -hmm. specifically what will come out and what some of those different areas of Mm -hmm. opportunity areas of work might look like. And so we can certainly do that, but it is a generative process and, and we're, you know, hoping that, that really what the most rich ideas, the most, um, the most potential comes from the ideas that are, that are thought of in the moment and, you know, come through that, that process of sort of emergence, but it's still, you know, there's still, uh, some significant, uh, work that, that can be done also early on to think about what that post summit process looks like and even starting to think about some of the the infrastructure that might need to be in place especially for a a process like this that is that is so complex and so vast in terms of the the different regions of of the world that we're trying to reach um you know how to keep people connected and how to keep some of the process and the, the momentum going forward so yeah so i'm hoping that some of my interest in writing and and further research in this from the different types of organizations and systems that i've worked with will help to guide some of that process as we start to work through that and so some of these anticipations that you are already beginning to think about i mean you referred to i mean there's Obviously, technology is a key key player in that, and then you know funding would be something like that. Are mm-hmm. there any other specifics that you've talked about that could be possibilities? Yeah, I absolutely. So um, also, I mean, just at the basic level, looking at teacher training and oh, staff yeah, training around these things, mm-hmm. at developing curriculum to support these things. Um, 
and also at that pol- you know at that policy level sort of on the other side of things you know mm-hmm. to to support things from the top down um i think you know we're also looking at even how can we um you know prepare you know make some some sort of tie to the workforce and how to prepare students and have information that kind of flows backward from different career opportunities from the business world so that we can and, you know, sort of an, infuse some of the work that's going to be done with real, the real need of the business world going forward, the real need of the of the work world. So mm-hmm. I think there's some, you know, many different ways we're looking at it as what we call sort of a portfolio effect, you know, of of looking at many different both top down, bottom up, you know, different levels of 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 work, both within these institutions and outside of the institutions to support these things. We're really hoping for sort of that full portfolio effect of different types of work to to start and to be seated through this event. Right. That is just so inspiring. I mean, just the whole system. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, what about the um what about students themselves? Is there um, any in, you know, how are you going about bringing the voice of the student into this? Yeah. Well, we we um we definitely want to uh, encourage that voice. And that's such an, you know, it's always such an important voice. I'm sure that you've experienced this as, as well as some, mm. you know, some of the most creative energy and input that comes into a summit is often through the voice of the youth, mm-hmm. you know, in different capacities. And in this case, it's even more real for them. They're part of the, you know, they're, they're, they're the end users. They're part of, mm-hmm. of the, of the reason why we're doing this. So we definitely want to make sure that we have their voice represented. I know for sure we will have their voice represented through educational um, institutions within the state of Texas. Cause we have, you know, direct ties there and can bring them uh, to be part of it because they're mo- more local, but we want to make sure that we expand that mm-hmm. voice and want different we're we're kind of depending on uh, delegations of people from different yes, regions yes, to come, yeah, to come come with you know come with the groups that are attending. Yeah, and um, that's very exciting to hear about. You did mention that earlier too, Molly. Um, so you know how is how are you working on that? I mean, what's the outreach? So how do you kind of invite? Um, part of a school system or um, a policy group or, you know, a, a region to come along. How, how's that happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we, for, for starters, we have a, uh, a, a very dedicated and uh, very active uh, group of, of people who we refer to as our steering committee. We've mm-hmm. already brought this group of people together in in uh, Vermont a couple months ago to start to plan for this and to start to think about that. And I and, was there. And you were there as well. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those members. So we, we, are val- we value that group uh, and they're very important to getting the outreach going for this because we, we really are depending on the individual people to work their networks, you know, mm-hmm. to get to get to be able to explain what this is about. It is, there are complexities to this. It's, mm. it's complex to talk about positive education. It's, it's, you know, kind of hard for people to wrap their arms around and really fully understand. And as you know, it's hard to talk about what appreciative inquiry is and what the summit methodology does. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot to explain. It's not something that we can just, you know, wrap up in a couple of sentences. So we were, we are depending on those networks of people to reach out and to, um, to find the right people and to, you know, to connect in with those, with the right people in these organizations that we want to make sure that are represented. 
we also do have, uh, you know, have sort of traditional marketing that's happening. So we're sending out, we have a, a vast list, especially from both the, um, the I, from IPEN and their network of over 8,000 members. And they're really, uh, mm. truly connected into people that are both in the positive psychology field and in the educational field. And, and then in Champlain College's Appreciative Inquiry Center is also very connected into, you know, to people that are doing AI and, and work in, in different regions of the world who can connect in to some of these, these networks that we're hoping to attract. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yes, that is quite a vast network. And within those networks, um, there are committed people who are already um, inspired by by moving in this direction, so it's like it's already a ready-made group that's interested to take this further. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. But then it's like, how do we how do we bring those who are not singing to the choir into the room, or do you see that something that might happen after the event? I mean, when yeah, you- that's that's a good question. Yeah, it's definitely it's something that we've talked quite a bit about. We want to make sure that we're trying to attract those groups of people that are sort of, that don't know about this, that Mm -hmm. might be doing this work, but they're not even calling it that they're not calling it positive education. So the people that are kind of on the cusp of it. So we're, I think we're reaching those more through the, the, also through the trickle down of networks, but thinking about reaching teachers associations and associations of superintendents and sort of larger network groups that can reach that we can, you know, hopefully get someone who is, who is interested to start to trickle that information down to groups of people that are maybe not as connected in. Mm, yeah. And the fact that it's global, um, you have, you know, we have people coming from different parts of the world, like Australia and Mexico and um, with their own success stories and um, with information to share with people. So what else? I mean, talk about the global outreach and how that's going to really influence, I think, you know, the, the fullest potential of this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was one of the reasons that we early on, uh, the group, the, the convening organizations were, you know, sort of thinking about doing this and, and originally the conversation, at least at Champlain College through the Appreciative Inquiry Center, they talked about doing a national summit on positive education. And it was when we started to realize that a lot of the the, the great examples of this work, where there's really already just an incredible amount of work that's being done, a lot of those examples are in other parts of the world, in Australia, in Dubai, in Mexico, in mm-hmm. China. There's already a lot of, of great work that's happening, and it's outside of the U.S., so mm-hmm. we can we can learn from those, mm. th- those examples. So, uh, again, I think that's, that's actually the strength that, that the international positive education network brings to the table. They have these connections and are kind of creating these epicenters of positive education around the world. They're about to, uh, create sort of a new, uh, branch of their organization in Dubai because of all the work that's going on there. Uh, we're, we're, we're tapping into that and to that network to bring, you know, to bring those voices to the, to the table, but appreciative inquiry brings that as well. We also have a global network through appreciative inquiry. Um, and so we are actually trying to sort of tie this potentially to the next conference on appreciative inquiry, the next world conference on appreciative inquiry, because there's so many people that are interested in this work within the appreciative inquiry community. Mm. And that will really help us to continue to make it, you know, a more more of a global reach. Mm. 
And Molly, is this kind of full time for you at the moment? Uh, it, it's, it's not really, I'm still doing some of my other work. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, it, I'm not sure how that's happening, but yeah, I'm still, um, I'm still working with some, some organizations mm -hmm. in, in the same capacity that I have been and, and taking in, uh, taking, you know, that opportunity to, um, to just continue to strengthen my own skills as a, as a facilitator, as mm. a consultant and keep, keep my own work going. But it is, it is a, you know, a huge chunk of, of my time right now is spent on, on getting this going and, and building the momentum. And it is a small little team that we have that's, that's preparing for this. And, um, but we continue to, again, leverage the, the great assets of the steering committee and some other partners that are, are lending their hand to, you know, to help us make this possible. Mm, that's really good. And so um, maybe you can tell us how people can find out more about um, the, the positive education accelerator, uh, uh -huh. the world positive education accelerator, um, how they might be able to reach you and, you know, some dates. So here we are at the end of January and um, we have some, you know, opportunities to register and so on. So is there anything that you could share here and we could send people off to find out more? Yeah, absolutely. There's information at our website. That's the biggest piece of information. It's The website is uh, WPEA2018.com. And so lots of information about uh, some of the speakers that we already have lined up and about, um, about an opportunity for uh, submitting paper submissions for workshops and paper sessions and short TED Talks and different opportunities to participate that way. But then also just a general res registration that's going on right now. So we already have that up and running and are happy to, to get people enrolled. So that's, you know, we're, we're really gearing people up to, to get registered as soon as possible so that we can start to get a sense of of who is going to be attending. We're paying close attention. It's an open registration process. So, um, you know, we're putting the word out and, and really, you know, hopeful that we have a lot of participation. But we're also taking a look at and collecting information along the way about who is registering so that we can identify, you know, some of the particulars in terms of the different stakeholder groups that are going to be represented. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so, Molly, do, were you invited to do this or did you um, volunteer? How did you end up being the lead for the project? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I, I did not volunteer, so to speak. <laughs> uh, I actually am being employed by, by Champlain <laughs> College to, to help them with this. Oh, so good. Um, maybe in a, in a later life I'll be able to, you know, to volunteer such time to, a, yeah. to an effort like this. But nonetheless, uh, no, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it really is has been a conversation for, for several years. Mm -hmm. And since I do work pretty regularly with David Cooperwriter, he mm -hmm. kept bringing it up and he kept saying this is, I mean, this is really a project that he has continued to to talk about as the most important project that he's ever worked on. He's so passionate about, mm -hmm. about education and about this, this whole concept of, of accelerating positive education. He's very, very passionate about it. So he was, he was excited to get it going and it started with, uh, with some early, uh, seed money from, a uh, a wonderful man, Bob Stiller mm -hmm. who was formerly, uh, the CEO of Green Mountain Coffee Roasters and mm -hmm. David had done a lot of work with Bob and he's also very passionate about supporting education. So he gave, you know, he gave an initial gift to sort of get things going and that allowed, 
uh, Champlain and some other partners to jump on board and start to organize thing and things. And, and then David called me up and said, I want you to take this on and, and, and lead the charge with it. So I was very excited to, to do that. It's the, for me, I think it's sort of the, um, it's, it's several parts of, of my career coming together, mm. uh, appreciative inquiry, uh, parts, you know, in education and just, uh, and just, you know, working on sort of a, a large scale, complex system wide effort like this is something that I'm, I'm very passionate about. I've worked with different, different, you know, I've worked at the individual level, at the team level, at the organization level, but it is this sort of large scale complex change process that I'm most, most passionate about. So it's just a great opportunity and, and merging, converging of several, mm. of several different parts of my past and my career. Yeah. And Molly, I think I read somewhere that you did this kind of work, um, in, in some capacity at Case Western Reserve University, didn't you? I did actually. Mm. Yeah. I was involved in another project there that, uh, that was uh, more around economic development and, and developing a economic plan for the country actually. And it was something that was housed at, at, at Case Western. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'd also used the appreciative inquiry process to, to sort of, you know, build momentum and bring businesses together to, to help to develop that. So, uh, so in some some ways, that was a similar effort. Uh, I, I think that, you know, this effort around education is uh, even um, it, it's it's more broad. But I think there's you know so many people, as I mentioned, that are so passionate about it. So there's just a lot of early momentum, mm -hmm. even more so than the pro that other project. Yeah. That yeah. And, you know, and as you're saying this, you know, 2018, um, Education, I mean, what is education in 2018? <laughs> you yeah. know, think about the broad scope of it. So you know, we don't have to just think of the, the brick and mortar confined to schools. I mean, what is a global education today? So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what what ideas people bring into the space and what conversations will take part about um, not only, you know, bringing positive education for the well-being um, of, you know, the whole system, the students, the teachers, mm -hmm. um, you know, and all the aligned, um, you know, professions there, but mm -hmm. also, you know, what might be the shape of education going forward where we can think of more about, you know, individual organisation and, and um, systemic flourishing mm -hmm. and well-being. So... You know, that's, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, you I can think, think so big about this and at the same time you can think, you know, really what's the, you know, the, the grassroots stuff that is so necessary today for kids to feel valued and to feel healthy and to feel loved and to feel supported and to work to their, you know, find that they have capacities that they can, they can shine with, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's from that really kind of tiny little thing to something massive about, you know, how you define education. Yeah. I mean, it really is such a broad net and I think it will go even broader as we bring different people's people into the fold. Uh, I think that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we were trying to even stay out of this sort of mindset of only talking about the school setting because mm -hmm. I think a lot of this work expands beyond that. It's the after school programs. It's the, you know, extracurricular activities they're into. It's, it's even other groups and church groups or community groups mm -hmm. that are really fostering this work. So 
we're, we're casting such a wide net. I think one of the challenges is then making sure that people see themselves within that. Mm. And so, you know, there's, there's that it, with that, it brings even more challenge to make sure we're sort of speaking to, you know, mm. to the right people. But yeah. I think you're right. I think it will only expand because, because, uh, people's sort of definition of a, education is, ex, is expanding every, every year, every year that we, you know, get further into, into a, a new generation where mm. where kids are just experiencing things so much differently than they were 20 or 30 years ago. Yes, it's uh, it's all very exciting. And I can hear it in your voice, Molly, that, you know, you're really into this, even though it's not really a full-time job, but it's very consuming, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then the people that you're connecting with too, that's so exciting. You know, there's outreach of people from all over the world and you know, people who are really passionate about this subject. And um, I'm just wondering, Molly, is there anything that you're burning to say that um, hasn't we haven't had the opportunity to bring up yet? Well, the only thing that I would add is that I, you know, I, I think that this is uh, what we're hoping for in terms of best hopes for this work is that, that the event is just really the beginning. It's that this is sort of a, a first phase of, you know, hopefully a, a eight to 10 year project of, of work that really gets this, this going. So I, you know, I think that it will build in momentum. I hope that we continue to reach people that are sort of outside of the field and outside of thinking about this at the moment. And that, uh, this is just, you know, the first in, in a much larger initiative or arc of work. Yeah. Very beautiful. Well, yes, there's a lot going into it and there's so many possibilities and potentialities for it. So, what we can we can just hope that people will walk away so inspired with so many tools and so many ideas that they can go out there and start doing this stuff because that's what mm-hmm. they've been asking for. Yes. I want to be Absolutely. able to do this, yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you Molly and maybe who knows, I mean it'd be fun to talk to others um, you know, as we get closer and find out more about how you're progressing with getting this um extraordinary world positive education accelerator um, out there in June this year, 2018. Very good. So thanks, Molly, for spending time to bring us up to speed and to, to share the excitement with us. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me today. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and remember, what you focus on grows, so grow towards your best. <laughs>